Are you a female entrepreneur who wants to make a bigger impact on the world? You're booked and busy and you love serving your clients, but your time is capped. You want to do more. You often wonder how you can help more people without spending so many hours on social media, repeating content that only a handful of people will see. Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Too Busy to Podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast launch and system strategist, and I'm on a mission to help you create a podcast that connects and builds community with your audience and converts them into clients. Are you ready to leverage the power of your voice? Let's head into this week's episode. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Too Busy to Podcast. Today, we have a really special guest with us, Anita Dykstra, who is a full-time travel blogger who has grown her website page views to nearly 100K per month using both Pinterest and SEO. She runs two, wow, two successful travel blogs, which have allowed her to travel to 50 plus countries while getting paid, as well as collaborate with some of the biggest brands featured in big press outlets and even appear in TV shows. Now she's on a mission to help coaches, course creators, and done-for-you service providers create and grow businesses that lead to more income, impact, and freedom using reliable and long-term strategies such as blog, SEO, and Pinterest marketing. Anita, wow, that is quite a remarkable bio. Thank you so much for being here. How are you today? Hi, thank you for having me. I'm great, thank you. So... You know, we first connected over on Instagram. I'm not quite sure how I found you, but I found you. <laughs> Love that. And, you know, loved your content, loved your vibe, loved your personality. And something that I think one of the things that stood out for me at the time was your specialism, your expertise around optimizing show notes. As much as mm-hmm. I would love to dig into Pinterest, that might be another episode. <laughs> yeah, today we are. Topic. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> that's like a four-hour, four-hour conversation. <laughs> today we are going to be talking about optimizing your show notes to increase your downloads and gain loyal listeners. But before we get into all that good stuff, Anita, I would love it if you could tell us a little bit more about your journey. I mean, fifty-plus countries. Wow. Tell us a bit more. Yeah. So I started my blog way back in the day. Um, I was, I think, 18 years old and I started it as a a lifestyle kind of DIY blog. Um, And then when I was 19, I actually left New Zealand. I booked a one-way ticket to the UK. I was like, I'm out of (laughs) here. Um, and I really just desired to do something different, right? I was like kind of those late teenage years. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. You know, I'm from a small town in New Zealand. (laughs) I just need to get out and see something. Um, and so, yeah, I moved to the UK and I turned my blog from that lifestyle DIY to a travel blog. And I started to write guides, tips, Um, specifically about, you know, traveling on a budget because I didn't have a lot of money back then, right? I was just kind of, you know, working as an au pair and doing some cleaning jobs on the side and um, I wanted to travel cheaply. And so I wrote about it and people loved it. Um, I don't, I didn't consider myself a writer at all. Um, In fact, I'm pretty sure I failed English. I'm not like considered a good writer or anything. Um, 
but I just wrote how I spoke and I was just so passionate about letting people know um, about these cool destinations and, you know, how to do it on a budget. And from there, I just continued to travel and work on my blog as well. Um, and I started to build up that content and started to SEO optimize and really get in front of a lot of people every single month. And then I started to get notice, um, by brands, by tourism boards, by, you know, countries. <laughs> and I started to get invited to all of these beautiful destinations, um, just to experience the place and write about it. And it's incredible. You know, I did this for, I'm going to say like, yeah, I guess maybe eight years. Um, and yeah. And then I found this little place called Albania and I fell in love with it right next to Greece. And in 2019, I actually started my coaching business. So I started to teach, um, first of all, I started to teach bloggers how to grow their blog because that's what I was familiar with, right? I was a blogger by myself. And then I slowly turned into um, teaching coaches and course creators and other online business owners how they could also use blogging, SEO, Pinterest to actually bring traffic to their website, to their business. And yeah, that's kind of my story and how I got started. Wow. In another life, maybe when I die and come back, God, a bit morbid, (laughs) but you have just described my ideal life. Maybe I should connect my daughter <laughs> with you because she wants to travel. But just be, yes. that's a dream to be invited to go to a country. Do they pay your expenses? I'm being really nosy. Do they pay your yeah. all expenses paid? All you've got to do is enjoy the country and write about it. Mm-hmm. That is, yeah, so wow. normally, yeah, normally they pay your expenses, your flights. It just depends on what kind of, you know, partnership it is. Yeah. Um, but normally it's flights, hotels. Um, normally they pay for, you know, tours and experiences and things yeah. like that because they really want to showcase the destination and all the things that come with it. Right. Um, and then on top of that, you can also ask for payment per day. <laughs> Because wow. you are taking the time out of your regular schedule to, you know, dedicate writing and experiencing that destination. So it really is a sort of dream job. And I'm very grateful to be able to do it. So eight years is a long time. Mm-hmm. Was there, did something happen or was there a revelation? Like, why did you stop and mm-hmm. then go into, move into, was it coaching first? Yes. So the main reason was I was burnt out. Like I was traveling, (laughs) I was traveling like full time and I felt like I really just needed a home base. And I didn't feel like I wanted to go back to New Zealand and like set that up quite yet. I wasn't ready for that. Mm. And I found Albania and I just like kind of fell in love with it. And I found a really nice apartment on the beach. I just liked the vibe and the people and everything like that. And yeah, so I started to, I spent the summer here and then I was like, I'm going to spend a little bit longer. Um, And it actually allowed me to dig into, you know, more content, create more content around Albania and, you know, the destinations surrounding it. And then I was like, you know what, I want to dip my toes into teaching um, specifically like other bloggers how to do this. Because I used to get the question all the time, like, how do you grow your website? How do you get more traffic? 
And as a blogger, traffic is like number one. Yeah, everything. <laughs> the only thing. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's the number one important thing because if you don't have traffic, then you cannot really apply for ad networks, which means that you can't, you know, get that ad revenue. Um, also, a lot of brands won't work with you if you don't have a certain amount of high quality traffic. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, that's when I really started to dig into SEO and just drive even more traffic and then teach others how to do the same. And so did you, back then, did you do an SEO course or you self-taught from, I don't know, YouTube or other sort of resources? How did that kind of come about? Yeah, so I definitely watched a few YouTube videos, but honestly, I was so overwhelmed with SEO. I really didn't understand how to do it in the first place. And I think it really clicked when I started to talk with other travel bloggers. So I would get sent to these destinations and we would kind of all be together and we would have these conversations around SEO and I would just listen. I'd be like, how do you do that? You know, and just like intently listen and just kind of learn from them and apply those strategies. And, you know, SEO is a big topic, but it it can be super simple. Can it though? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I don't know. Okay. With SEO, it's kind of like an iceberg, right? You know how you can see like yeah. the top of it and then there's like a whole lot underneath. Yeah. Honestly, when you start out with SEO, you do not have to worry about what's underneath. Okay. <laughs> like, just start with the top. Just start in simple terms. Um, a lot of the really advanced SEO kind of techniques and things like that, I do not apply just because, you know, it's overwhelming and mm. I don't have that much time. <laughs> So you can show up on page one of Google with simple SEO if you know how to do it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> that just sounds yeah. like such an alien <laughs> concept. I think we'll have to have you back on the show to talk about SEO mm-hmm. separately because as you said, that's a whole a thing, topic. a whole a big topic within itself that we can somehow try and get into 40 minute episode. But mm-hmm. part of that for podcasters is show notes Mm -hmm. like something that I read from your one of your materials which really stood out to me was around how to take one podcast episode and turn it into a 4,000 word blog and I'm like I can barely get a (laughs) hundred furthermore 4,000 and so that's (laughs) that's something else we'll talk about another time maybe but I thought it'd be good today to just really Mm -hmm. break down the outline the the steps what makes up a really good blog posts, i.e. show notes, that will increase your chances of getting found so that you can bring new listeners or attract new listeners to your podcast. So step number one, over to you. (laughs) Yes. So, I mean, first of all, I see people do show notes in two different ways. And the first way, I guess, is you know, you have an introduction to your blog post, um, to your podcast. Maybe it's just like the podcast description has yes. been copied and pasted onto a page and then a few bullet points and then some links, right? And then I've also seen show notes done where it's just a transcription that has been copied yeah. and pasted. That's, and that's not it. good. The second, so, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so we ideally want to take that episode 
Um, and we want to turn it into something that is formatted like mm-hmm. a blog post because um, without that, it's very hard, near impossible to actually mm-hmm. rank on Google. Both of those formats just are not going to do it. <laughs> okay. So we want to start off with, I guess, step number one is keywords. So we're coming back to this SEO piece, but I won't I won't stay on this for long. Keyword simply is what is your ideal customer or client typing into Google mm. right now? So if you are an Instagram marketing coach, you might be you know, your client might be typing in Instagram mm-hmm. marketing tips, for example. So you want to find those keywords, those phrases that your ideal clients and customers are using in Google. So that's like the first step is SEO keywords. You want to find those. (laughs) And then the second step is actually taking one of those keywords and creating a title to the show notes, to the blog post, right? Now, the headline of a blog post, it should be short, catchy, um, nothing too like... I don't know, nothing too like woo-woo, just like short yeah. to the point. Nothing <laughs> <Like> woo-woo. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> like they should, if someone is on Google and they type in a keyword and your blog post title comes up, they should know what to expect. Otherwise, they're not going to click it. They're going to be like, I don't even know what this is. So once you have your keywords, you have your title, then you want to work on your introduction to your blog post. So An introduction, it doesn't have to be like super long or complicated. You're just basically introducing what this piece of content is. Um, You can, you know, touch on points like who this blog post is for, what it's going to help them with. It's just a short overview of what this content is in the first place. And this really helps with SEO as well. It helps Google to know like what this blog post is, what this piece of content is and helps to optimize it. Okay. An introduction, it it can be like a few sentences. It can be six sentences, you know, (laughs) like it, it doesn't have to be anything too overwhelming. Can I ask a quick question before we move on? Yeah. yeah. So something that I picked up in your freebie, which I highly recommend our listeners download, the link will be in the show notes. I've been going wrong, (laughs) like hands up. (laughs) I am guilty as charged. But something you said is that you don't have to use the same headline as your podcast episode. And I cannot tell Mm. you how frustrated I have got in my, you know, when you're setting up the whole show notes template and I then hop on over to my website and because the title's too long, it's then messing Mm. up (laughs) the rest of my formatting. So it doesn't have to be the same headline but it needs to be related. Is there sort of a um, number of words for the headline that you recommend? Yeah. So, I mean, I would say my headlines normally range from, let's say like five words to seven words. It really depends on like the length of the words, right? But, you know, one of the things that you can do is when you are on Google, type in a keyword. So let's say Instagram marketing Mm -hmm. tips. And you'll see the results on the Google page and you'll see how um, some of the headlines, they should, you know, fit or you should be able to see the whole headline. 
So what happens is if your headline is too long, then they don't know what the blog post is about and they're going to scroll to a different one. So yeah, that's when that piece comes in, like short, snappy headline. And it doesn't need to be the same as your podcast episode. It can be slightly different um, and more to the point. Okay, that's helpful. Thank you. Okay, step three. Yeah. (laughs) Step three. Okay, so step three would be to break up your blog post using subheaders. Um, And so subheaders are like mini titles within your blog post. They're basically, you're sectioning your blog post because when someone lands on your piece of content, they may not want to read the whole thing. They may want to just like read a certain part or a certain paragraph. Maybe they're just looking for a certain bit of information on that Mm -hmm. topic. And so breaking up that content um, helps them as well. Um, it also helps like visually because no one really likes to just look at a screen with a block of yeah. text and like nothing is, yeah. you know, nicely formatted or sectioned off or anything. So you want to make sure that you have that kind of space in between those different sections within your blog post. And that's the H2. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Most of mine are hitting twos and hitting threes. Okay. Um, and yeah, so that's how you kind of, you know, section off your blog post and then step, are we up to number four, mm-hmm. I think? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the next thing you want to make sure you do within your blog post is actually use clear call to actions. Um, so I was having a conversation with, uh, I think it was a podcaster who had came to one of my recent mm-hmm. boot camps. And they were like, I had no idea that I should be doing call to actions, like telling people, go download my lead magnet or go follow me on Instagram or here's my course or my coaching program about this within your blog post. You should be telling people what to do next. Really? Like, how can they take that next step with you? See, yes. I didn't know that either. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and with call to actions, you actually want to use them at the beginning, in the middle, and the end. Because again, a lot of people might just be reading a section of your blog post. They may not scroll down right to Mm -hmm. the bottom. So you want to make sure that you're using them throughout. And, you know, don't um, feel bad for doing call to actions. I know that's something that also comes up. People are like, oh, I don't want to feel salesy. But, you know, you don't think of it like that. Think of it like you are helping someone take the next step with you. And maybe you have a free resource they could really help them, you know? Okay, right. Lesson number two (laughs) for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the next one is using internal links. (laughs) So these are links that link to other either pieces of content on your website or other pages. Um, and so one of the questions that I say over and over again to all of my students and all of my clients is when you are writing a blog post, or even if you're on one of your website pages, like your about me page or, um, you know, whatever that looks like, ask yourself this question, where to next, Mm. where should the person go next after they have, you know, delved into this piece of content or this page, where to next? (laughs) right? So you want to make sure 
that your website and all of the content is like connected, like this sort of spider web. And this helps with not only, um, you know, allowing your customers to delve into multiple pieces of content on your website, which means that they're on your website longer, which means that they're more likely to, you know, get on your email list or purchase your products and your services, um, go and, you know, download your latest podcast episode. Um, but it also helps with SEO as mm. well. Okay. Question. Sometimes yes. I do a podcast episode mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily ask myself where to next. Excellent question to ask. Mm-hmm. But sometimes during the episode, I might mention a previous episode and I would link that mm. episode. But it sounds yep. as though from what you're saying, it should be more than that. Do you mean link my about page? Do you mean link my contact page? Like, what else am I supposed to be linking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I'll give you a couple of examples. So whenever I do a blog post, um, not only am I, you know, if I'm writing a blog post and I'm mentioning something or, you know, a topic or um, a question or something like that, and I have another piece of content that is related to that, uh-huh. I'm going to link to it. I also, so I do that throughout my blog post. Also at the end of my blog post, I have this little section where it says other articles you will love. And I link to three pieces of content that is in the same, you know, like realm as that piece of content, you know, like some sort of piece of content that they're going to be like, if you like this, you'll love Mm. this, right? So you want to think of other like related pieces of content that they can delve into. Now, when it comes to pages on your website, so for example, let's take like your about me page, right? Um, you want to link to maybe a piece of content that is about your story, or maybe it's like an overarching piece of content that explains, you know, what you talk yeah. about in a kind of comprehensive way or like an overarching way. Um, you could also link to your freebies, right? Um, or your sales pages and things like that within your about me page. Interesting. Okay. That's the number three. <laughs> Okay, because, yeah, I'm just thinking about some episodes that have no internal links. They might have external, Mm. which I'm sure you potentially will come on to next. But, yeah, I think just need to think. And this will probably, from a podcast point of view, I'm already thinking this can help with my planning of episodes better. Mm -hmm. Because if you plan a certain set, like five to ten episodes that are around a certain theme, you've always got something to link back to. Okay. So you definitely have to come exactly. back so that I can link this episode mm-hmm. <laughs> to SEO. Yes. Because <laughs> at the moment I've got nothing. <laughs> okay. That's really, really helpful. What do we have next? Yes. Yeah. So the next one is external links. So these are links pointing to outside websites. Now, the reason we want to do this is for value purposes. So one of the biggest, 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 biggest factors of SEO is Google wants to know that your piece of content is valuable. Mm. It needs to be valuable for the person who is clicking and reading it. Otherwise, Google is not so interested in showing your content on Google. 
they are thinking about the user first of all. So by linking to, let's say that you have a blog post that you're talking about some different statistics, right? You definitely want to link to, you know, the sources of those. Um, You can also link to other creators or podcasters or other people in your space Mm -hmm. as well. That's a really good strategy. Um, Then you're like sharing the love, right? Um, You can link to different maybe news stories or Um, you know, bigger websites that maybe delves into more of like the facts of things if you're talking about specific, you know, again, stats and things like that. Um, So making sure that you're adding, you know, a couple of external links as well will really help with, you know, optimizing everything. Okay. And so question around creators, et cetera. Is that their websites mm-hmm. or would that include Instagram or social media in general, Pinterest? What does that piece include? Yeah, so ideally you want to link to, you could link to Instagram mm. for sure. You could link to, you know, Facebook groups and things okay. like that. Um, but, you know, ideally it would be better to link to actual, you know, websites apart from social media. Okay, all right. So it's a possibility, but if you've got a URL, it'll be better to use that. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Was there anything else? I think we've covered them all. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The seven steps. Okay. Should we do a quick recap before I move on to my next question? Sure. So number one, keywords. Really important. Just think about what your ideal customer or client could be typing into Google. Number two is the short and catchy headline. Right, short and snappy, yeah. nothing woo-woo-woo-woo-y. <laughs> Number three is having that captivating introduction to your piece of content. Then we have your subheadings, breaking up that piece of content. We have internal links, so where to next, right? giving people other places to delve into your website. And then external links as well. Yes, perfect. And I will include the link to the freebie where Anita goes into these a little bit more in case there's any mm-hmm. one step that you wanted to dig into. It's a very, very good freebie. I'm looking at it now. It's a very, very good freebie. Um, <laughs> so you. definitely download it and have a look so that you can be on the right track to creating show notes, blog posts from your podcast episode that can get you found on Google. So I have a qu- I have many questions, but I'll try and keep it to two. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> So I obviously saw some news on your stories today that Mm -hmm. your podcast is coming soon. Yay! Mm -hmm. And so my most burning question (laughs) since I saw that story is with your experience with SEO, blogging, all that good stuff, what is your process or what will your process be? Because you've just mentioned keywords as number one. And remembering mm-hmm. my start, stop, start, stop relationship with my show notes, like, please don't <laughs> judge me. I will get back to start very, no, very no soon. Judging. I mean, my listeners as well, don't judge me. Because I'm always talking about, oh, you must do this. But here I am not doing what I say we should do. But <laughs> in terms of your, yeah, your process, how do you envision mm-hmm. doing it so that your podcast episode yeah. is keyword rich? Because that's where I've struggled. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I remember to look for the keyword first. Other times 
I just do it. <laughs> and obviously with guests, <laughs> when it's a solo episode, yeah. it's a bit easier. But with guests, we're just having a fluid conversation. Right. And so do you have any tips for me mm-hmm. and anyone else listening <laughs> around what that process could look like yeah. to make it efficient at the end where you're not spending hours creating yes. a blog post? 1000%. So I think one of the biggest things that I see um, specifically with podcasters and mm-hmm. I mean, online business owners in general, yeah. we're busy, right? We don't have a lot of time during the day and it feels like just another thing that we are kind of putting on our plate, <laughs> right? So we want to make sure, first of all, I think there's a couple of things in here that I would love to like to touch on. First of all, I think we need to shift our kind of mindset on um, how much time it actually yes. takes <laughs> to take a podcast episode to a blog post, right? Yeah, because in my head, it takes 20 hours. Right, right. <laughs> so for example, I was uh, transcribing and creating a blog post for my coach and I filmed the whole thing. It's in um, my blogging course, but I the episode was around 20 minutes long and I created, I transcribed it and then I formatted yeah. it and it turned out to be a 4,000 word blog post that I did in two and a half hours. And that is like yes. from start to finish, that is keyword research. I'm finding the keywords, I'm transcribing it, I'm formatting it, editing it, double checking it, making sure everything looks nice and then, you know, publishing it. So I think this um, thing around time, right, because when it comes to, let's say, let's take Instagram, for example. I love using Instagram as an example because um, I spend a lot of time on Instagram, probably way more time than I should be spending on Instagram. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's probably like at least an hour per day. And that's, you know, posting. It could be on stories. It could be checking out other people's content and the DMs, all of this other stuff. So yeah. we're spending this, you know, huge block of time on social media creating content that expires and Mm. doesn't usually reach a lot of people, right? But what if we created a awesome, valuable piece of content from your podcast episode, you already have the content um, and created this blog post that could actually reach page one of Google and be seen for years and years and years. So this is one of the you know, the biggest things when it comes to blog posts is, you know, two and a half hours for a blo- for a piece of content that is going to last on your website forever. Hell yeah. <laughs> like I'm doing that. Yeah. It does sound appealing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think your two and a half hours though, because you're the expert. Right. Other people might take double... Yep triple yep it (laughs) might do if you have never done it before it's going to take you more time but once you get into that process and you learn exactly like you'll get faster 100 percent. it's not um it's not you know super complicated or anything like that it's just a process that you have to practice over and over again and you'll get so fast and if you don't have time to do it you can also Mm. easily outsource it it's something that you can outsource for sure yeah 100 percent. that's on my list yeah (laughs) So coming back to kind of the workflow, the way that I'm doing it, because I have a lot of blog posts already, I'm actually looking at the blog post first and I'm asking myself, could I create a podcast episode maybe on this piece of content? 
Um, And then doing it that way and then going into the blog post and pacing the podcast episode that way. Um, I'm also going to be doing it another way, which I would probably recommend for you is to take your podcast episode, record it first of all, transcribe it, format it into that blog post and publish. So no editing. You will edit a little bit because there's going to be some, you know, ums, ahs, some maybe some sentences that don't quite make sense for a blog post. Um, But it's very minimal um, if you are comparing it to writing from scratch, right? So, you know, one of the things that I always say to people is write how you talk. And so luckily you've got a podcast, you're talking, right? So you've got that piece, but sometimes it does need a little bit of editing to make it sound more like a blog post. Does that make sense? That makes sense. And so, forgive me if I've missed it. Should, which is better? Do I do the keyword research before I record? Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I would, I would definitely recommend that because if you create a piece of content and then you do the keyword research afterwards and then you're like, oh, no one is searching for this. Like, Damn, you right, know? <laughs> that's it. That's true. So, okay. you know, if, if you do the keyword research first, then you are like 100% certain that this is actually a piece of content that people are actively looking for. So okay. I would say keyword research, first of all, um, you can also, you know, create that podcast outline. If you don't do that already, record the podcast, transcribe, and then use that outline from your podcast to help you guide with those sections, those headings and those sections. Perfect. Excellent. Currently, I will do like a conclusion paragraph. Mm -hmm. Yep. Is that something you recommend as well? Yep, Yep. you can definitely conclude. um, And within the conclusion, you can, you know, wrap up maybe what you have talked about in the piece of content. Yeah, a recap. Um, You can link to other pieces of content or, you know, your freebie and things like that. Um, I have seen blog posts that don't even do conclusions anymore though. So, (laughs) you know, it's conclusions. I usually, it's a couple of sentences normally. It's nothing too big. Um, The introduction is like way more important. Okay. So that should be a bit chunkier with lots of people, not not stuffing, but your keywords in there and then carry on Mm -hmm. through. Perfect. This has been a really, really good interesting conversation I hope our listeners have learned a lot I have definitely learned a lot I do have a burning question though in terms Mm. of your history of traveling the world Mm. what would be the top three countries that you've been to and why Mm. okay well uh, first of all, I have to say Albania because it's my new yes. home. And, you know, <laughs> That's where you are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it would be, be rude weird. not to, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I love Albania because I feel like it's one of the only places in Europe that have really um, upheld their traditions and it's very traditional mm. and it's just, it's such a beautiful place, very hospitable people. Um, and I, one of the things that I love to do in my travel writing is actually, um, talk about Albania and also kind of, I guess, talk about the misconceptions of the country and how they're completely not true. (laughs) Um, it's one of the things that I love writing about the most is actually, you know, showcasing destinations that 
people may not have thought about before or may yeah. have a negative perception for. Um, so Albania, first of all. Um, I think my second one is India. India is just beautiful. Like the food, oh my gosh, it's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's definitely another world, right? Um, it's very chaotic, very calm, very beautiful smelling, very smelly. Like it's all of the things at once, you know? Um, and then my third destination, oh my gosh. I mean, I kind of have to say New Zealand, honestly. And mm. I know that's kind of, you know, I'm from New Zealand, but it's such a beautiful country. Like the landscapes are insane. Um, and you really have to visit at least once in your life. It's just beautiful. Oh, amazing. <laughs> thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, and before we wrap up, I would love it if you could tell our listeners where they can find you so they can connect with you. Yeah. So you can come connect with me on my Instagram. My Instagram is Anita Hendrika. Uh, also my blog is anitahendrika.com. I know that's maybe a little bit hard to spell. <laughs> um, we'll put it in the show notes. Thank you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, those are the two places that you can come and connect with me and read my writing and see what I'm all about. Yes. Check out Anita's blog, check out the checklist that I'll drop in the show notes. And we would love to have you back to try and have a converse, a compressed conversation (laughs) about SEO, but we'll, yeah, we'll chat offline about what that could potentially look like. So thank you so much for sharing your expertise and your knowledge. I have certainly come away feeling a bit more positive about my show notes. I'm going to try and get back onto the start (laughs) wagon and stay on it. Um, But I appreciate you so much for your time and we will speak soon. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you like to help support the podcast, please share it with others Post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.